Welcome to Smart Poker Study, the podcast dedicated to helping you play more effectively, earn more money, and be 1% better every day. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. In last week's episode number 265, I discussed the power of playing focus sessions to bring your off-the-felt studies to your on-the-felt game. It's poker study time, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number 266 of the Smart Poker Study Podcast. My name is Sky, and if it's your first time here, thank you so much for checking out the show. You must subscribe in your favorite podcatcher because there are incredible poker strategy episodes dropping every single week. And for those of you who have been longtime listeners, longtime subscribers, and longtime sharers, sharers of the show, thank you so much for sharing with a friend. I really do appreciate it. So last week, I discussed utilizing focus sessions to help you bring your off-the-felt studies to your on-the-felt game. Now, today's episode, it's about hand history reviews. So this is actually a natural follow-up or like a part two to last week's episode. But before we get to that, I want to take just a couple seconds to let you know that the Smart Poker Study podcast is brought to you by thepokerforge.com, my poker training membership site. Now, members get access to a growing library of strategy videos and resources that cover everything you need to become a winning poker player. There's a different theme every month with at least eight videos all geared toward turning you into the poker player that you want to be. There are also live Q&A sessions every month, quizzes, bonus resources, and discounts and perks for members as well. Plus, you get to build poker friendships and share advice in our active member community. So, of course, to learn a little bit more and to sign up, please visit thepokerforge.com. It is the place to be for serious poker players. It truly is a no-brainer. Once again, thepokerforge.com. Alrighty, let's get to hand history reviews. Please visit the show notes page for everything I discussed today at www.smartpokerstudy.com slash pod266. And on that page, there's a special hand history review video where I show you how I go through and filter for specific seabedding situations. All right, let's get to the pokers. Gambate! And now for our feature presentation. So first, what are hand history reviews? Well, it's kind of evident from the name, but hand history reviews are when you go through your database of hands, or if you're a live player, you look through your uh, Evernote or notebook of hands, right? And you review those hands that you played in your prior session to try and learn from the way you played them. You're looking for any mistakes you made so that you can take note of them and work to not repeat them in the future. You're also looking for mistakes your opponents are making. When you find common mistakes that they make, you start devising exploits to use against these players. You're also going through your hands to help refine your strategies. Maybe you're testing out different bet sizes or different opponents to go after. So during your hand history reviews, this is where you can go through your hands to see what is actually working for you. Are those two-thirds pots or maybe those three-quarter pot-sized bets working better? Are you doing better when you're tackling the loose aggressive players or the tight aggressive ones or the fish? Now, last week, I used the example of playing a focus session while working on your seabet bluffing skills. So naturally, in your review the next day, you can review hands with that exact same focus. 
And I say reviewing hands the next day because this is the perfect time to do that review. I often do my hand history reviews uh, early in the morning before my day begins, or I can sometimes do them as a warm-up before my next play session. By going through yesterday's hands uh, right before my next session, it gets my mind primed for A-game poker play. So I don't have any hard and fast rules that I follow uh, or that I require you to follow for hand history reviews, other than that they should be done sooner rather than later, um, you know, after your sessions, right? You're studying off the felt and you're trying to improve like a specific skill like CBET bluffing, and you're putting those skills into action on the felt. It really is necessary that you review your hands sooner rather than later in order to start learning from your mistakes and to refine those strategies that you're trying to ingrain into your skill set. So every hand history review should start with looking through your tagged hands. Now, if you don't tag your hands as you play, that's because you haven't developed it as a habit just yet. It's something that you need to train yourself. You need to force yourself to do it first. Poker Tracker 4 has a really easy function for tagging hands. You simply click that little uh, card or that little tag symbol that appears next to the Poker Tracker 4 logo on the screen. You want to scroll down to the hand that you want to tag and then select one of the tags, right? The review tag or the mistake tag, or just create your own tag. Now, once you pull up your tagged hands, just go through them one at a time. Open up the hand replayer and start scrolling through the action. Now, it's important to always assign your opponent a pre-flop range. This doesn't mean you have to do a full-on hand reading exercise if you don't want to. But at a minimum, visualize or even open up Flopzilla and just put them on a pre-flop calling range. Remember, if you have the opportunity to see bet, that means you were the raiser. They called you. Assign them that calling range that makes the most sense. The reason why you do this is because if you want to make better bluff C-bets, you must think about how their range interacts with the flop. So it's critical that you're always putting opponents on a range, which will help you make better flop bluffing decisions. Now, as you review each of the hands, one of your goals is to learn what you can about each opponent you're up against. So when you spot something worth remembering, take a note of it within the Poker Tracker 4 note editor. This way, that note is available to you the next time you play against them. Your goal is to try to make sense of their actions to help you understand how this player plays and maybe other players like them so you can exploit them in the future. Now, beyond your tagged hands, you want to review any big losing hands. And uh, this reminds me of a joke. Uh, The old joke, you know, somebody says, I hate it when she leaves, but I love watching her walk away. Well, that's kind of how I feel about big losing hands. I hate seeing big losing hands in my database, but I love learning from them. When I lose an entire buy-in with a top pair hand, I can almost guarantee there's something I can learn from it, right? You've got to review these hands to understand why you made the street-by-street plays that you did. Now, when reviewing these hands, maybe you're totally justified and you got it in on the flop with the best hand, but they caught their draw or they sucked out on you. At least you can take comfort in the fact that you did not make a mistake, uh, but it was just variance plotting against you. But... Oftentimes, you're going to catch yourself making a mistake. You got it in with the worst hand. You thought they would fold when they were never folding at this point. Whatever that mistake is, take note of it in your poker journal. The reason you record your mistakes is so that you can review them in your pre-session warm-ups so that you can strive to not make those mistakes again. 
While I'm looking at big losing hands, I also look at some of the big winning hands. Of course, it, it feels good, right? Reliving the glories of earning an entire stack from somebody. But I'm also looking for mistakes made. You know, how many times have you made a bluff shove on the flop? The villain had the nuts, but you backed into a better hand. Yep, sometimes the suckouts are in our favor. So just because we won the hand doesn't mean we didn't make a mistake. We can still learn from big winning hands as well as the big losers. Now, one of the reasons I love Poker Tracker 4 is for the ease with which it allows me to sift through my database and filter out specific hands that are relevant to my current focus. Since CBET bluffing was your session focus, a simple yet great filter would be CBETing opportunities on the flop. It's really simple and it's like a one uh, one part filter, right? It's really easy to run with Poker Tracker 4. But in case you need a little help with it, I have a video in the show notes page just for this, showing you how to run the filter. And then I go through some resulting hands, and then I do one or two more filters. So you'll probably want to check out that video to help you get a little bit more out of your review sessions with Poker Tracker 4. So let's say you played a 300 hand session, uh, that prior focus session. You might have 20 or even 25 opportunities to see bet. These are more than enough hands to go through in one hand history review session, and I guarantee that you're going to learn loads from doing it. Now, once you run the filters, it's time to get to work and start reviewing the hand histories. I often start on the button because that's the best position, and this is where I should be able to make the most or the best c-betting decisions. So I'll sift through the hands first to find where I lost a lot, but I haven't reviewed those hands yet. Or maybe where I checked instead of betting or where I bet with an absolute bluff. There's there's kind of no set criteria that I follow when reviewing these hands after I run the filter. I kind of know what I'm looking for and what I want to review just from years of experience of going through hands just like this. So if you're not sure on how to filter through your hands and you're not really sure how to review the hands or what hands to start with, the best way to learn is to do it. I challenge you. (laughs) Before your next play session, review your prior session. Pull up yesterday's hands in your database and go through the tagged hands. Didn't tag any? Review big losers and big winners. If you still got more time to study, filter for the situation you're working on and review those hands to find your mistakes and to refine your strategies. Now I challenge you to take action. After the break, I'll give you four tips for better hand history reviews. All right, some lovely people to shout out today. Scotty Cavanaugh and Daniel Halo both purchased Poker Tracker 4, the exact same software I'm talking about today. It's my favorite, and they are getting a lot out of it too. They went to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokertracker4 to make the purchase. Once they purchased it, I sent them my smart HUD in thanks. I also gave them a few links to quite a few videos that I've posted on Poker Tracker 4 to help them get the most out of this important software. And speaking of the smart HUD, Daniel Warburton, Christian Hart, Chris, David Lano, JP, and Josh all purchased that directly. They already had Poker Tracker 4, and so they just needed the best HUD in the business. They went to smartpokerstudy.com smarthud to make that purchase. And lastly, my webinar, 
finding and plugging leaks with Poker Tracker 4. Wow, we're Poker Tracker 4 heavy today. That was purchased by George. He got a little discount off of it by going to the show notes page, and you can do the same by clicking that exact same link there. So if you're really interested in uh, utilizing Poker Tracker 4 to improve your game, this webinar is the one for you. Finding and plugging leaks with Poker Tracker 4. Thanks again, George. Alrighty, back to class, Poker Peeps. Here are the four hand history review tips. Number one is to do a full hand reading exercise. I believe that hand reading is the most important skill to learn. That's why it was the first thing I covered for an entire month in the Poker Forge. But it is so important that you need to force yourself or train yourself, you know, develop the habit of doing a hand reading practice every single day with the goal of improving this skill so much that you can start using it on the felt more. Now, if you aren't in the Poker Forge, you can still learn hand reading on your own with a little bit of practice. I actually did a few recent podcast episodes, numbers uh, 250, 251, and 252 on hand reading. In YouTube, you can also check out my 66 days of hand reading videos right there. And there's a link in the show notes for you too. So I recommend that you do one full hand reading exercise once you learn how to do it and do this every single day during your study sessions and especially during your hand history review sessions. Tip number two is to let your questions guide you. So as you review your biggest winning or losing hands, your tagged hands, your filtered hands, all that stuff, you want to, you know, pay attention to the questions that you ask yourself. Like, why didn't I see bet there? When this happens, you can let that question guide you to further studies. So maybe you didn't see bet with ace-king suited when you flopped a nut flush draw. So dive into this by filtering for all flopped nut flush draws and maybe flush draws as well. Uh, to see how you're c-betting these. You want to look at the hands where you failed to c-bet and gauge whether the c-bet would have been better than checking like you did. Now, this could easily raise more questions. Like, if I don't c-bet the nut flush draw, then what hands am I c-betting? You can then filter for the opportunity to c-bet, and you can do it on various board types as well. You know, there's just so many things that these questions that you ask yourself, they'll just guide you to further studies. You might even end up asking yourself, well, ace-king suited, how profitable is this hand for me in general? This could lead you to filtering for ace-king suited hands and learning from them as well. This might also lead you to studying ace-queen, ace-king offsuit. Hey, ace-five through ace-deuce suited, how am I doing with those? So through these c-bet studies, maybe you spot a bet-sizing problem as well. Maybe you c-bet half-pot with bluffs and three-quarter pot for value. Why is this? This ends up giving you a whole new way to filter through your database and learn from how you've been playing. Now, speaking of filtering through your database, tip number three is to save your filters. So as you conduct these session reviews, you're going to run tons of filters over and over. One new idea will spark a new filter. Going through those hands will spark a new idea and a new filter. All that jazz. You must make sure to save each of these filters for a couple reasons. Now, number one is that it saves you time rerunning these filters in the future. Some filters are quick and easy, right? 3-bet preflop or C-bet on the flop. But other filters like uh, being in a bread and butter situation on the flop or double barreling the flop in the turn and then calling a river donk bet, all those kinds of stuff, they take a little bit more time to run. Once you save it, quicker and easier in the future. 
And the second reason to save your filters is that they remind you of what you've studied in the past. So maybe you know you have some sort of problem on the turn. Things just don't seem right and you're often at a loss for what to do in your current sessions. So saving all your turn-related filters before... That's going to allow you to once again, oh, look at those turn filters I have. You start running them and you restudy the types of hands and maybe relearn or remind yourself of prior lessons learned. All right, and tip number four is to take notes. So always utilize your poker journal as you study your hands. You might think that you're going to remember something like, I'm folding too often on the turn with top pair weak kicker hands. Or, meh, I never c-bet with um, uh, ace-king as an over pair or over cards, but I will do it from now on. Well, you know, just making that note in your head isn't good enough. It's really easy to forget things like this. So you want to take notes in your poker journal and then revisit them occasionally and try to work on the mistakes that you catch yourself making. You also want to utilize the player note-taking feature within Poker Tracker 4. So maybe you just caught Bobby789 making an all-in bluff shove on the flop with a weak gut shot draw. Taking note of this now may help you respond better in case they ever do a play like this again in the future. Alrighty, make sure you head on over to the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod266 for screenshots and links for everything I discussed today, as well as the Seabet uh, filtering video that I mentioned, and of course, to support the show. Thanks as always for listening, and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to check out thepokerforge.com. This is the essential resource for any poker player at any stage of the game, especially if you want to become a great sea better, because that's what we're all about in November in the Poker Forge. We have a growing library of videos, guided action steps, quizzes, live monthly Q&As, exclusive member-only discounts and perks, along with some resources and a supportive and active poker community. The Poker Forge is the perfect place for you to up your game. So check out thepokerforge.com today. And if you want a little daily 30-second poker tip, my new podcast called Daily Poker Tips, it's available for you. You can get it as an Alexa skill for any English-speaking Alexa user, and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, study smart, play much, and make your next session the best one yet. Bye.